there. I'm Leanna Hinkle with the Hinkle Homestead. And I'm Lindsay Weiniger with the Weiniger Farms. And we are your hosts on We Chose the Farm. Welcome, episode 20. We are back from our Christmas break. And bring well, kind of. Yes. My kids aren't back from their break, but... Yeah, we're back. We're, we're back. <laughs> Again, we are re-chatting about pigs just on a little different scale of things. So again, I'm excited to share the differences between kind of like a domesticated slash pet pig and kind of an agricultural livestock pig. So we're going to get into a little bit of that, do some myth debunking. And you actually have a fun little thing that you did on our social media too. I did. It was... (laughs) It was great. Awesome. Uh, Full disclaimer, I have ice in my cup, and I'm a chomper, so I'm going to try to avoid, but I'm going to, you know. What? Do you eat the ice? I do. I'm sorry. I'll try to stop. (laughs) You you came up with this idea for today, so explain it. I did. Yeah, so basically, we, I want to kind of bring together a checklist of There's a lot of people that are getting land or deciding. I think, honestly, I think it happened with the corona and the lockdown and everything else like that, that people wanted to be more conscious about their food and about where things came from. So a lot more people are looking for land and looking to move out and to be a little bit more Mm self-sufficient. So we all know that pigs are (laughs) the main producers of pork, okay? So um, I just want to kind of dive into it. So like, let's say for the average person, hopefully listening to this, that they are considering getting pigs. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted to shed light on a little bit of from a pet pig domestic side, which would be mine with the Cooney Coonies Mm -hmm. and more of a livestock side, which is what breed are you focusing on today? I'm going to do a Yorkshire or like some kind of a York cross. Awesome. So your typical, you would say, like meat production. It is the number one production pig in the United States. Perfect. So if you are eating grocery store meats, you are most likely eating Some kind of a cross of a Yorkshire, yes. Yeah, they are the ones that are like, they're technically the white pigs, but they look like pink, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Great. So yeah, so we're just going to kind of go with like a different checklist and everything else to... Just kind of compare and see if they are right for you. This is cool. I'm excited about this because uh, as much as there, there, there might be a lot of similarities, but we've already even in like figuring out our information, there is a lot of change, a lot of differences between the two. So it's fun. So I, in that saying, I'm kind of flopping a little bit between both a like let's say an indoor house pig yeah and also a small homestead pig which is still different than your um bigger pork that you're doing yeah Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna give kind of like two answers yep for mine okay okay so let's get started how much space do you need for you for your pigs generally uh in our our pigs are not they're active but in when you call a pig active you're talking about a very active, very large animal. So uh, it is suggested eight square feet per pig. Okay. Um, that doesn't seem like a lot, but I promise you when they get that large, they don't want to move a lot. Sure. 
but you could also you could have that be within a barn you could have that be like a pin or you could have that be like an indoor outdoor so that they do get some fresh air they have like a mud pit situation yeah. um because understand too they're rolling around in mud to cover up their skin from getting sunburned right the pig that pigs. yes that is why you always like the you know the picturesque pig rolling in mud that's what that's what they're doing they're staying cool and they're right. protecting them their skin so um but so you could have it in an if this like if you were to have an outdoor area it definitely needs to have shelter from the elements but generally if it were to be in our current farm they would be in a pen in a barn that I would personally be changing out shavings and right. cleaning the pen often. Right. Yeah. So yours is not like a like a acreage. No. Mm-mm. Small space. Perfect. Yes. That's great. If you're now, this would be like a feeder pig. Yeah. If you're if we're dealing with like a mama pig, Different. you're gonna need obviously more space. But sure. like I'm talking about a feeder pig, so. So, uh, the space that you would need to have a Cooney Cooney is, now, Cooney Coonies are pasture-raised pigs. Yes. So, if you're using them um, in their kind of, like, at-home environment, they say they recommend five to six per acre. And I know that's, like, scary because we only have two acres and we filled it up quite large. So, what we have for our four is, like, a 30 by... 80 space mm-hmm. and it's divided into two to separate the both um but we do let them out with electrical fences two grades on it but i'm i guess i'm saying the five or six per acres is because they can be 100 percent pasture raised and you never have to supplement them any feed yeah because they're lower to the ground they can also get the lower uh vegetating things so if your grain prices are higher it's not going to cost you as much to put them out there Yep. Um, now, you can also keep these pigs inside since they are technically a, like, mini pig. And mm-hmm. we'll get to that in, like, just a second, like, of what qualifies mini pig. Um, so that can be essentially the same thing of requirements that you would have for, like, a Great Dane. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. not height-wise, obviously, but just, like, bigness. Space. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think you see, like, people that take, like, you know, these feeder pigs and, like, yeah. turn them into, like, house pigs. And they're, mm. like, sleeping on a king-size bed. <laughs> I'm just like, that's a hog that Maybe. you've got there. Mm. <laughs> that's big mama. Yeah. Um, But, no, I mean, we've had our inside when they were younger. I know a lot of people. I follow a lot of people that do keep theirs inside. And they are house pigs. So, pot bellies. I know tons of people with pot belly pigs that are totally like another house pet. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that this space category varies from my point of view yes. a lot. Sure. So, let's talk about size. What um, size do yours, uh, what is, like, what, talk to me about how big they get. So, even though they are considered a mini pig, they're not like a teacup or like, stuff like that that was very trendy a couple mm-hmm. years ago um so these will actually get to about the height of your knee if not yeah. just a little bit taller wow and they can max out um anywhere between 150 to 350 which okay. i know is a big range yeah um but i think it really just depends on the different 
I don't want to say strand because it sounds like too weird, but like, you know what I mean? Like the different line of your kuni sure. kunis. That makes sense. Um, so yeah, so they are smaller. And if you're looking into a pig that I think is teacup size that stays 50 pounds or even like tops out at like 80 pounds, that's like not, I don't really think that's a thing. I don't like, know that's that a that starved, <laughs> I honestly like... Because that comes up, like people are saying, like, what do I need to feed this to keep this eighty pounds? Like that is a starvation. Yes, you're not actually adequately feeding this enough. Like pigs aren't meant to be tiny like that, no matter how yeah. they get crossed. Exactly. Yep, I agree with that. So, but how big do yours get? So, if so, I'm gonna kind of start from the very beginning. So you're going to, whenever you are like a like a pharaoh to feeder pig. You aren't going to be selling those little piglets until they're about 50 or 60 pounds. And then that 60 pound range, you're going to try to get them up to, uh, you know, you're not going to finish out a pig under 250 pounds. Okay. But you, a pig, like a full aged out pig. Like a sow. Like a sow. Okay. So like a, a breeding sow. Yeah. Be, one that you would keep around for a while. Because she's giving you more babies. Exactly. She could be anywhere between 450 and 700 pounds. That's big. Yes. No, I bet she does just lay there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. She doesn't go anywhere. No. Mm-mm. So, but that's not like you're going to butcher a pig at above 250 pounds. Right, but right. But understand that that's not going to be a very old pig. It's still young. It's still young. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like a chicken. Like a like a fully aged chicken is not going to produce fantastic meat, just like right. a fully aged cow, just like a fully aged pig would not produce fantastic fantastic meat. So they're going to be butchered at a younger age. But those those uh, mama cows and those great fantastic boars that give off, you know, the best. Geni- gen- genetics. genetics. There we go. They're they're gonna be big and old. Yeah, I mean, they're obviously would be the, yeah. So you're basically just selling like what the teenagers then? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Let's ship them off when they get sassy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um. So I know this varies a little bit because this kind of just goes with it. But how long do they typically live then? So, like, if you were to let a Yorkie, like, call it a, that's probably not called a Yorkie. Yeah. I mean, but, like, a Yorkshire, like, so if you were to look at the breed as a whole, be in, like, just have it, your average lifespan is between six and ten years. Like an average dog. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, again, you're not going to, usually the ones that you eat are not over two years old. Sure. Right. Because... It's a meat texture. Yes, you don't. Absolutely, everybody's heard, like you don't eat an old bird or something. Yeah. Tough, tough is an old bird. Tough right? is an old bird. Yeah. Yeah. So I would assume that it would be the same thing. And exactly. if you're generally producing this for consumers, and you want not your butcher weights are gonna, you need your your you're looking at a butcher weight between two hundred and fifty and three hundred and fifty pounds. For sure. So you can't you can't have them too big and too tough. Yes. How about the coonies? Like, what are how long will they live? Again, so average lifespan of eight to ten years. So kind of looking at that same yeah average dog size, um, which I think is fits perfect because it can still be just like another dog. You can do it, and obviously there's things that come up as well to where you would not have them live as long. Sure. 
Um, but this wasn't on my thing. So uh, you were saying that you ship off the teenagers then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to, to from birth to meat, how long does that take? Um, like when did they hit mature, ship them out, and eat them late? Um, they have to be, I would say it's probably like a month and a half. It takes a month and a half? For them to be shipped out, and then it's six months for production. Okay, so like, what, probably, seven, eight months yeah. altogether? Yeah. So I would a say spring pig never sees the snow. Yes. Okay. That would be, that's accurate. Yeah, so with Cooney Coonies then, they are slower growing. They're more of a heritage breed. Um, they grow slower, and they're, you know, not as tall, obviously. Right. So they uh, take two years to fully mature. Wow. That's that's interesting. Which I think vastly correlates to the price difference yeah. of the meats. I'm, that makes total sense. Absolutely. Huge sense. <laughs> You'll understand that more when we yeah, talk about and pricing in just a little bit. Yeah, for sure. How what is do you know like what the average size litter is? Uh so the average size I think for their first is can be like a low, like four to six, and then mm-hmm. on average they do I think seven to ten. Wow. But I've seen them as like up to thirteen. Okay. I think if they got the room for it, they can do it. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, but what's the, what's the normal litter size? We're between 10 and 12. Okay. So very similar with a lot of the things still. I bet you like, um, like a first time would be like an eight, eight to 10. And then after that, usually they don't have anything less than 10. So that's also, I just like, that's a lot. Yeah. They do. I, I don't know how I, I'm not very scientific, but I do know that they have two birth canals. Um, so I would assume that all pigs are the same, right? I'm going to guess that would okay. make them. So I learned that, here you go, this was on my list, Cooney uh, Coonies have a double horned uterus. That's so it's, it. Yeah. yeah, it's in like the shape of a Y. Uh-huh. And um, hist- here's like a science lesson, I guess. So the males, I don't know, yeah. is this just all Coonies? Have more of like a corkscrew shaped penis, so when it comes out, it comes out like you know the ribbon that you like after <laughs> <a> birthday. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but it is so that it can get up into both horns of the uterus to occupy that space. That is. It was really awkward for me to say. You're welcome. <laughs> so I, I actually follow. Uh, <laughs> If you know Five Mary's Farms, I I can tag them. She's super fun to watch. She's very Insta famous. So like I'm gonna say that every like at least one person's gonna be like, oh yeah, I know her. But um, so her she has a daughter who's like seven or eight. Yeah. And her name's Tessa, and Tessa is the queen of pulling pigs out because of yes. how small her arm yeah. is. Yeah. And oh my gosh, like if you ever get on her thing and watch the stories of she's Tessa, pigs oh, out. she is pulling pigs out <laughs> left and right. That little girl is like up in there and she's like saving pigs. That's now, okay. As amazing as it is, because I would have never done this, nope. we were literally just like gagging at thinking of like picking up a mouse, you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, pulling pigs out isn't like a normal thing. No, it's not. No. no. This would generally happen. Uh, they talk how it would generally happen when it's a pig's first litter. Yeah, when mm-hmm. they're not 
wide enough. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or she would, uh, a lot of times it would be a stillborn. Oh, sure. And like they weren't actively moving to help out. Yeah. Yeah. So because I'm like 95% sure that both of our girls are pregnant. Yes. So this will be the first pig birth. (laughs) 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 Um, Like, mind you, it was May of last year. That was my first live birth of, like, animals related. And it was cats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not – this is not a a common thing for me. So that's why I'm like, please tell me I don't have to pull them all out. No. I think you'll be okay. (laughs) Well, we'll see. Jake better get prepared because... I know. I already told him. I said, put cameras in all of the things. Yeah. Oh, sure. That makes sense. But... Yep. So, yeah. So, actually, we should be having two litters, like, within a day apart from each other. Wow. So, I don't know about what, that. Like, when? Uh, Like, the very first few days of, of March. Yes. Yeah. So, Cooney Cooney pregnancy is three months, three weeks, three days. Or 116 days. (laughs) So, um, I mean, I question how scientific that is. But I know that somebody taught me how to check to see if the girls were in heat. And I did. And I opened the gate. And I checked them. And they looked like they were connected with the males. There you go. <laughs> and I, I actually watched it, which, like, my kids were like, oh, piggyback rides. And, like, that is what was happening. A hundred. Okay, so mine is three months, three weeks, and three days. So yeah. it's the same. Yeah. For both breeds. There you go. It must just be a pig thing then. There you go. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, um, what about... um? Oh, we didn't talk about what they eat. Oh, you're right. You're totally right. What do what do I'm yours eat? I'm surprised. I bet yours is going to eat a lot more than ours does. Really? Just because it grows. <laughs> Such a rapid pace. 400 pounds more. Uh, how much does, do you know, like, how much yours eats a day? Or, like, do you no, know, like, what they eat? Uh, I get your food. Yes, that's true. Um, that's, team lean. Yeah, it's team lean. Yeah. But, uh, and you told me to get it because it had a lower protein in it, yes. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So it was good because I didn't want them to get too big. Right. Because I'm not feeding out feeder pigs. Correct. You're breeding pigs. And I didn't get the pet pig. Yeah. Because there's still like that weird in-between mm-hmm. mix of it. I don't, I'm not, Nathan would probably know better what's in between the two, but I, I, I do believe that you didn't want the pet pig feed because they aren't indoors. They're not. They're it's not just different. Yeah, they're not as sedentary as I think pet pigs would be. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So no, I feed the four of them one like two gallon bucket of um, that, and then I I always have the alfalfa hay out for them. That would be dreamy. <laughs> <laughs> for my four pigs, I go through. Um, I go through one 50-pound bag about every four to five days. So, uh... So, probably, like, 10 to 12 pounds a day. For four pigs. For four. <laughs> they were telling me that I shouldn't feed them more than two cups 
per pig a day. So so I'm giving them a little extra, and they're fine. They're yeah. totally fine. So the average, like like a pig that like a feeder pig, yeah, is getting six to eight pounds of food a day per pig. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> so that would almost be like so almost double. Yeah, exactly. So you would be like. So we usually do two pigs at a time. Yeah. And we usually do, I'm pretty sure we go through uh, a bag, a 50-pound bag of feed every other day. Yeah, that's a, it's a big difference. I mean, and so obviously I feel like if you were doing multiple, yeah. like mm-hmm. it would be different. Um, yeah. We would do, I think we did like three, three bags a week is what it was at usually. So that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so about every other day. Yeah. Jeez. That's, that's bleh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those that like if I stop here on Monday, uh-huh. I'll be good till Friday. Yeah. But if I stop on Friday, I'm not good till the next Friday. Like sure. it becomes a Wednesday trip. Now, and our and I'm guessing this is similar to you. Like our like a, a just like this, a livestock pig can have chicken scraps. You're not gonna oh, obviously yeah. wanna do like tons of I fed my my pigs ice cream birthday cake. Hey, they loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, absolutely, they can definitely have scraps, all but, the scraps. Yeah, and to offset costs for sure too, especially if you are doing yours in more of the traditional spring, summer, fall. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a ton of garden scraps. Yeah, that they can do. That's actually really good for them as well. And, Didn't and you uh, around us? We have lots of produce like. Um, uh, we have all of the canning pumpkins around yeah, us, and we yeah. have lots of. Uh, you, I think you got a haul of some almost bad cantaloupe that they were digging yes, into. Yes, I got like three truck bed fulls of cantaloupe. And um, I know of people they that, like, when the pumpkin pickers were done in fields, yeah. they went and picked up pumpkins and stuff. And we also even uh, we have a local beer brewery that oh, we yeah. team up with. It's been a little short since of you know COVID and stuff like that. Sure. Not to share the things, but before that, we were going down and getting like our buckets filled with mash yeah. of their spent grain, and that's a great extra source of protein that's as well. We feed the pigs um, our way after making cheese. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. there's a lot of. There's a lot of different fun alternatives that I think you can use. I've seen people use, like, milk from their cows, too, like, just straight from their cows. It doesn't have to be way from cheese juice, but... I think that pigs are a great option for homesteading because they're so, like, they're so resourceful. Yeah. Like, you, you don't have to waste anything. They, I mean, cows and oh, stuff. Oh, gosh, yeah. Like, a lot of the other animals, you can't necessarily do that. But pigs, for sure, they're... There's really nothing that a pig can't eat. Exactly, Like, that's, yeah. like, toxic, too. I mean, I'm sure there's a few things, but, gosh, not really... Yeah. And they're not picky about it. They're, ours, at least, are very food-motivated. So yeah. if you had the typical indoor or even, like, a friendly homestead pig, you can train them. They're incredibly smart. Right. They're fantastic. Like, the ones that we had inside, we never had accidents from it. And, hi, I've got, like, a puppy. Can I tell you? How, How many accidents? Yes, that is. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great, dogs again. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. But, you know, like our pigs were so clean compared to the dogs. It wasn't even funny. Yes, exactly. But, yeah, they're very food motivated. So even like if we let ours out and they 
struggle to come back in. I shake the food bin or I like, I was telling this last time is I bite an apple. Yeah. And, you know, so they can smell it and you just lead them right in and that's the end of it. Poof. That's amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, garden scraps are great. Leftover foods. Mm-hmm. If you have chickens, especially this time of year, the eggs that we're getting, our eggs are frozen. So we oh, just yeah. bloop, top them right, right on over. Chuck them over. Yeah. Yep. That's perfect. They're not very picky about that at all. Yes. Um. So we were talking about earlier the size of them and pretty much how much feed they go through. And this all kind of turns back into meat production. And the fact that it takes a cooney cooney almost two years. Yeah. yeah. And I could be done with mine in like seven, six or you seven months. You could almost get two rounds yeah. of that by the time that it gets in there. So I'm sure that it affects the price. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> cooney coonies are slower growing. Duh. They are not as big as commercial pigs. So their meat is a little bit darker. It's more marbled. It's got a, I don't know, I was going to say better flavor, but I guess that's really just depends. Yeah, it just kind of depends on the person, truthfully. Um, But uh, because of that, I think that this is more considered a... um, Specialty. Yeah, thank you. I was going to say exotic. Like select. Yeah, select specialty. Choice. I don't know what the grades... Yeah, yeah, so it's going to be more of a upper, high-scale... Premium. Yeah, absolutely. Um, with that being said, we did some research just based on some local places because I'm not right now processing any Cooney Coonies. Um, sure. Because I have... Mine are pregnant and are my breeders, you know? Yeah. Um, so we kind of did some research about some other surrounding pork prices. So <laughs> I'll start. Kind of eye-opening. Yeah, so, I mean, with that being said, um, the sources that I did look at were sold out. They were very, it seemed like they would be profitable about it. Now, this is also strictly based on area. Right, yeah. Um, and we're just comparing the two different breeds. Yes, exactly. So, what what we're looking at, what the prices that I was looking at was from a local butcher, and the prices you were looking at was from a producer. A cooney, correct. A cooney yeah, producer, from correct. somebody that was selling from yeah. their stock. Mm-hmm. And this particular butcher is legit the butcher that we use to su- supply our store. So, yeah. like, this is, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so for ground meat, mm-hmm. it went for $10 a pound. <laughs> so, we do ground breakfast and ground pork. Breakfast, Italian, and pork. Those are actually, we do three different products. Those sell for $3 a pound here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, okay, I feel like that kind of, I think that kind of goes into what is it almost an everyday pork that you would eat Mm -hmm. versus what a specialty, um, yeah, they were saying that like Los Angeles chefs are interested in the cooney coonies and i'm like great awesome great buy my picks market um okay so how much is a ham so this was fun because we actually are giving away a ham at our store right now but it will have been given away by the time this airs Mm. so sorry uh it was 390 a pound um for a cooney cooney ham (laughs) it's 12 dollars a pound see what do hams normally weigh 
Well, the particular one we're giving away is like 10 pounds. 10 but pounds. They're, they're usually what? like 5 to 10 pounds. <laughs> they're pretty large. Because there's a bone in them, too, usually. Yeah. Um, wow. <sighs> and you have to think that a Cooney Cooney ham is probably significantly smaller. smaller. Wow. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know if... So you probably wouldn't get a 10-pound ham from a Cooney Cooney. No. You'd probably get like a 4 or 5-pound Maybe six. So they could be close to the so, same price. So is 12, 12 times six is 72? 12 times six is... Okay, yeah. And a, I'm getting a 10-pound ham for 40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're kind of comparable. Yeah, I mean... How much is your bacon? Uh, $13 a pound. That's, that's a lot. That's steep. <laughs> I'm at seven. That's that's a baller budget, man. <laughs> and I mean, I, I'm so proud of these people for getting that. I because it helps you out a ton when you go to sell your meat. Yeah, that's awesome. I I mean, when you have to remember too. I think this is a big misconception from the grocery store to us is that yeah, when you buy awesome. a thing of bacon at their grocery store, it is not a pound. No. Usually, the only time it is actually a pound is when it says a pound of bacon. And it's usually lined up long ways. Yeah. And thick slices. So, just remember, don't don't be like, oh, well, she's Well, and even still, the grocery store is different yeah. than, it's the same, it's, I mean, this is kind of variable too, because you don't have 300 that you're processing at once. Exactly, yeah. You're right. You know, which I think people can have a lower cost of that because you're doing so many at the same time. Exactly. Yes. Um, you know, uh, poor Jake. He, we, when we decided on pigs, he wanted to do pigs for the meat production. Spring yeah. pig never sees the snow. You know what I mean? We're yeah. like, hot dang. We don't have to worry about anything. And then I fell in love with these Cooney Coonies and that was kind of the end of it for his meat Ooh, dreams. No, poor So, poor. in looking at all of this meat prices, worst case scenario, if it doesn't sell... It fills our freezer. Yeah. And sometimes I think that's the way that you have to look at it. Yes. From like this expensive point of view. Because I feel like there's a lot of people listening to this that are laughing along with us that are like $13 a pound for freaking bacon. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, whoo. Yes, exactly. Whoo, you know, but at the same time, it's just a different specialty product. Right. With it too. This is not your everyday BLT mm-hmm. bacon. Right. This is like bacon on your sirloin like <laughs> a la bacon a la bacon no you know i don't know so obviously it's different and i don't want to like say that to people to be like get cooney coonies because you can charge 12 dollars a pound for a ham yeah sure. you know because that's not also the same thing too so i think and like we were saying we don't know if, if the flavor is different i mean i don't want to tell you what though i'm gonna have a little luau heck yeah that's what if that's so that was our goal. Now that we switched over to Cooney Coonies, mm-hmm. that we would breed them mm-hmm. and sell them for people that wanted um, them on their own homestead or yep. in their living room, whatever. And then whatever didn't sell would be processed significantly smaller, sure. you know, because yeah of all of that. But uh, ideally, they would be a great size for one of those like luau, yeah, pig in a ground smoke pit. Yeah, those are generally like 100 pounds. Yeah. So those are good sized. 
We've got a friend that feeds, or not feeds, but she uses suckling pigs. Exactly. Yep. Which breaks my heart, but I could imagine that it's probably great. It's very profitable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, a friend of ours uh, did that for all the big parties where I grew up. Yeah. It was like the fancy. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. the big the pig cookout. We did it yeah. a couple times. That's great. So, um, when talking about meat a little bit, I've got some fun things that I read. Um, so, you know how that pork is labeled or, like, coined as the other white meat? Yeah. Do you know why it's the other white meat? I did not. I don't It know. was literally just a marketing ploy in 1987. No way. And it was for, to get the consumers to realize that pork is not that bad. It was trying to... What'd they say? It was trying to say that it is not just what you think it is as a fatty protein. Sure. Okay. That it's the There's... other white meat. There's leaner cuts to it than others. Yes. For sure. Um, but that's where it all came from. Actually, red meat is mammal meat. Yes. Like that is the definition of red meat. It's just all mammal meat. So sheep, goats, pigs, cows. Yeah. Horses, I guess, if you're into that. but Ooh, Canada. Yeah, you know. Um, so, yeah, so red meat is mammal meat, and yeah. so technically so is pork. There you go. It's just a light red. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think, I don't know about you, but I think that stuff from the grocery store versus even the stuff that you raise yeah. and the stuff that I do is way redder. Yeah, it's a different color. It's sure. totally different. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. It, I mean, anytime that you raise something on your farm, whether you're raising the exact same thing that the grocery stores do, it's just different. It's so much different. I literally had pork sausage tonight. We had biscuits and gravy Ooh, for I dinner. That was so good. And, uh, yeah, it's significantly pinker. Yeah. So, so don't be alarmed when your pork is actually red. Yep. Because exactly. it should be. Yep. Uh, do, you, do you guys cook with one particular, like, pork product more than others um i love all things pork yes when you wait pause for three seconds when you do ribs do you do pork ribs normally with the baby back ribs is that beef that's pork or is that pork mm-hmm. um that's one thing that i cannot cook to save my life ribs yeah i'm yeah. the worst uh there's an there's an instapot rib recipe that I'll have to see I, if I can't find. You would bake them in the Instapot and then take them out and lay them out on a rack and caramelize them ha- up in the oven. have to, like, cut them apart then to Mm-mm. do the... You curl you... it up in oh, a circle around oh, the edge of the Instapot. It probably doesn't help that half the time I do it, they're, like, still frozen, so... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and a good rub always helps everything. Okay. Like, salt tenderizes everything. So, over. I just feel like pork is already so salty. It is. You're right. So salty. But, um, so yeah. No acid. Use lemon juice, or some kind of an acid. Like vinegar, maybe. Maybe. You'll have to. You'll have to Google. I will. Um. Yeah. So, do we cook with anything more than the others? No. I love all pig things. Yeah. It's probably honestly my most favoriteest meats. Really? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Steaks are great. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I feel like 
we either eat like steaks or burgers. Sure. Yeah. If you're going to do a roast, you're going to do a pig roast because yeah. it's just way better. Sure. You know, pulled pork, sausage. Yeah. Breakfast sausage. I. Bacon. I love, I love, and I cook them often, pork tenderloins. Ooh. Have you ever done pork tenderloins? I always see that they're so huge and I just don't understand. No, I always get the, like, the little, the skinny ones that are about the size of Like a, the roll? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And we get them. I'm actually I generally on, get them from the grocery store. I'm I gonna do that on Sunday. Uh they're awesome. Forty five minutes a pound in the oven and let them sit afterwards for like five minutes and they're glorious and they feed the whole roll feeds to my family, which is a Rare. win. Yeah. So I got two. I got two for Sunday. No, so that'll be perfect. There's oh I love them. They're so good. Okay. Anyway. But I do love bacon. Funny. You should talk about bacon. I, I actually, we talked about this on the two episodes ago in Intro to Pigs, is I was going to talk about how people prefer their bacon done. You asked me this last time, and I gave you mixed opinions. Do you remember? Yes, because you said it's different for every dish. It is different for every dish. If I am making something that I am, like, recreating bacon bits, then I want it very crispy. Yeah? If I want to eat it straight off of the pan, then I want it... Not crispy. Slight. Slight. Like a crunch. I want a, like a hard chew. Yeah. I understand that. Hard chew with a little wiggle. <laughs> so technical. <laughs> well, you know, I'm really trying to like visualize it. Yes, I get that. Um, I did a poll on... I, I want. I really want to know this because I voted. So I said like three and a half. I did a poll on our our page and then i also did a poll on my page as well here we go i wanted to see did you just post it to the story yeah so uh i the best results were from my page i got like 64 oh my gosh 64 people that had something to say it was awesome tell me so the average answer Uh uh-huh and this was okay well hang on the one was like raw raw and, and the five was like black. Yeah. So then the th- three was perfect. The three was like right in the middle. Yeah. Now I gotta find it again. Hold no. on. Here we go. Okay. So the three was right in the middle. The the average answer. Oh my gosh! I'm just looking, and Jake's is like barely cooked. <laughs> I don't know if he meant to do that. No, that's true. His is like he likes look, it flopping. His is like. <laughs> barely got off the end okay sorry jake we called you out there (laughs) anyway (laughs) the majority was at least five what it was like four to five i just was so like let me see can i see it Mm -hmm. what look at that like there was very like i'm looking at like very few of us are like half or under but a majority of people that is were close crazy. to five. So there are a lot of crunchy bacon people out there. Extra crispy. Who knew? You know, I I was I was surprised. I think it's because I thought people liked it the way I liked it. And mine I Whoa. I will say I like mine a little bit less cooked than probably even some. But I was expecting some to be at halfway, but a majority of people were at least three quarters. So, 
I was very, and the, they also, are mainly all fours. It was crazy. Or higher. Yeah. The recipe, I asked, like, that what you would, um, that's really funny <laughs> that Jake put that. <laughs> that's so um, true. The main uh, recipes were, hold on. Wait, you, this was a two-part? I did a, what's your favorite way to eat bacon? Oh, I missed that. Cooked slow on medium heat in a well-seasoned cast iron skillet. Ooh. Creamy confetti corn and jalapeno poppers grilled. What? Piping hot, straight out of the pan, breakfast sandwiches covered in chocolate. I do oh. know people that do um we do maple. chocolate covered bacon. We do maple syrup all over our sausage. Oh yeah. It's very similar. Turkey bacon provolone, red onion, lettuce, avocado spread on toast. Can I tell you real quick? This yes. is very important. In a sister town right next to us, Dunlap, <clears throat> used to have a coffee shop on 2nd Street. Yes. And they... Jamberry. Before Jamberry. Ooh, okay. Uh, Jake had a little tiny apartment right down the road, so I would walk over there and get coffee. And this person was like, I said, I want your coffee of the day. And they said, it's maple bacon. Mm. And I'm like, what? Yes. And so I tasted it. Woo! It was like this perfect combination of like savory meets sweet. Yeah. It was great. And I just drank black coffee at the time too. So I mean like you could really hit all those flavors all in one. It was like you stirred it with the bacon and like, you know, it was so great. So then shortly after that, we tried to get that same coffee. Couldn't find it anywhere, right? So I'm like, now I'm craving it. Mm -hmm. I need it. I need bacon in my coffee, right? (laughs) And that's a very weird request no matter what coffee shop you go to. So we went down to one in Peoria, I'm not going to name it, and I told them the story of how I needed it, and they said, I got you. Yeah. And I said, make it, do it. You know, and I'm one of those people that's like, make me your best drink. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Like, just. I'll drink it. I'll drink whatever it is. Mm-hmm. They legit gave me a frappuccino and put actual chunks of bacon inside of it. Did it have... It was not ideal because it was like, you know how sometimes you're like slurping a milkshake and you get a frozen (gasps) strawberry, but it was like bacon Bacon! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um, not the same thing. Not what you were expecting. So Aldi had a maple bacon coffee. I think I might have seen that and I was like, I can't. Well, and I didn't taste, I didn't taste any bacon in it at all. So it well, was it a big me, letdown. That makes me happy. I'm sorry about that for you. <laughs> Actually, I probably got it. I, I want to say that. Still. Yeah. But I tried it because I was like, heck, yes, I'm trying this. And then I tried it. I was like, meh, meh, meh. that was some stupid. Of the, some of the flavorings in flavored coffee have like a weird chemical yes. taste to uh-huh. it. And right. I think that coffees at cheaper stores like Aldi's are guilty of that. And that's oh, sure. why I don't pick up flavored coffees so much yeah. anymore. But back in the day, hoo-wee. Man, I'm chasing that maple bacon for sure still. Ah, I feel like we need to like do some research and find out where they got their coffee from. This was like years ago. Ten years ago. Hmm. I know. Bummer. I was still girlfriend status. Like. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like we need to end on the positive bacon note. Well, that's all the time we have for today, friends. Yeah. And we'd like to end it with you thinking about bacon. Bacon makes everything better, including December. We hope you have a fantastic day! 
If you like what you heard today, you can find us at We Chose the Farm on Facebook and Instagram. And to find Hinkle Homestead directly, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Google at Hinkle Homestead. Want to visit the Weiniger Farms? You can find us mainly on Instagram at the Weiniger Farms. Or jump over to our website at WeinigerFarms.com. See you later!